Welcome to PCS Reads. I'm Laura Given, the Parkview Center School Librarian. Back in May before school was out, I met with author Brian Ferry at Open Book in Minneapolis. Hi, my name is Brian Ferry. I'm the author of currently five books that, that you can find on shelves. My very first book was a YA novel called With or Without You, and then I wrote a middle grade fantasy trilogy. The three books in that series are The Vengekeep Prophecies, The Shadowhand Covenant, and The Grim Jinx Rebellion. Oh, I had to stop and think about that one. It's been a while since I've talked about it. And my most recent book is another middle grade fantasy, but this one's a standalone. It's called The Secret of Dread Willow Karst. Open Book is the home of the publisher Milkweed Editions, the Loft Literary Center, and the Minnesota Center for Book Arts. Some PCS readers might remember going on a field trip to the Minnesota Center for Book Arts to try bookmaking and printing with a printing press. The Open Book Building is an inspiring place to meet and talk about writing and books. We met in a lounge area on the second floor over the Open Book Cafe, so you might notice a few sounds of coffee making in the background. To start off our conversation, I asked Brian how he got his start as a writer for kids. talk about my, my journey as a writer, I, I, for, for kids, I just have to talk about my journey as a writer in general, um, which is, uh, you know, people say, how long have you been writing? And I said, I'm literally forever. When I, I always tell people the, the story about when I knew I wanted to write. I was seven years old and my father took me to the movies. It was this brand new movie that had just come out. No one had ever seen it before. I don't know if people have heard about it these days. It's called Star Wars. It was amazing. It blew my mind. It blew my seven-year-old mind. But I knew there and then that I wanted to write. You know, so as soon as I could, I was constantly writing stories. Lots of science fiction because I was heavily influenced by Star Wars. But my, my desire to write grew the older I got. And... A few years ago, I decided I wanted to study my craft a little better, so I uh, enrolled in the Master of Fine Arts program in writing at Hamlin University to get my MFA degree. And it was a great program because you get exposed to lots of different kinds of writing, and you really get to pick and choose and, and, and figure out what your own voice is. And the the project, when, when, when you go through the MFA program, you write a thesis, which is basically you write a novel. The novel that I wrote happened to have a teenage protagonist. It wasn't, I didn't say I'm going to write a YA novel. I just, this was how the character came to me. And so I, I wrote this book and I didn't know if it would make a good YA novel or maybe it was an adult novel because there are plenty of adult novels that have children protagonists. I found an agent. He said, well, yeah, this could go either way. So we sent it out. We got interest from two different publishers, one who wanted to publish it as an adult book and one who wanted to publish it as a YA novel. So we had a, a conversation about that. And we, and, you know, at the end, we decided that we thought there were better chances to, to reach an audience through the YA market. So, that's, so I kind of stumbled on becoming a, a children's writer. 
honestly, I, I, I write whatever comes to my mind. There are some people that are like, I write ghost stories, and that's all I write. Or some people are like, I write romantic comedies, and that's all I write. And that's great. I mean, if, if you know what you like to do, do it. I write whatever comes to my brain. So the next thing that came into my brain after my YA novel, With or Without You, was a middle grade novel, which I didn't sell. <laughs> I wrote it. Uh, I got some interest from some editors that wanted me to make some changes. That It's not that I didn't agree with the changes, but I, I was having a hard time making them work. So I, I decided to kind of work on something else, which just happened to be another middle grade novel, which was The Vengeki Prophecies, which became a series. So that's why I kind of focused on that for a while. So I kind of was accidentally thrown into the world of kids writing, although I, like I said, I just I think of myself as I write whatever comes into my head. I'm Jada. My question is, what is the most surprising thing about being an author for kids? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think what's surprised me most. And this really shouldn't surprise me, but it did surprise me the first time I got an email from a kid who read my book and said, I loved your book. It was so great. And it just, it really floored me. And like, I tell a lot of, of people when they email to say, Hey, I liked your book. is like, thank you so much for letting me know. Because a lot of times that's, that's the only way writers know if what they're doing is reaching people. To connect with people in that way just really surprised me. I just wasn't prepared for that. To hear back from people and hear how your work affects them is probably the most surprising thing that, that I found. The Vengeki Prophecies is about a family of thieves in a fantasy world. The main character is a young 12-year-old boy named Jaxter Grimjinx. Uh, the Grimjinx family is a famous or infamous thieving family. They're, they're known for being very, very good. But Jaxter has a problem. As much as he wants to be a good thief and continue on with the family tradition, he's just not very good at it. He is incredibly clumsy, and sometimes his clumsiness gets his family in trouble while they're trying to pull off various sordid crimes, shall we say. But there is something he's really good at, and that's working with plants. It's kind of how he works with his family is, you know, if his family's trying to break into a magical vault, he knows how to mix certain kinds of plants to, to cancel out the magic on the locks and help them get in there. So the, so the, the first book is kind of about him coming into his own and, and realizing that he's not going to be a great thief, but there are things he can do. And so the, the series is about him on that journey trying to figure out what he is. But there's also an overarching theme but that covers all three books about this shady group of, of wizards who are, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll say, who, who are up to no good. And Jackster gets involved with them over the course of three books and, and is trying to thwart something they're trying to do. A lot of times my way into the world that I build, I try to figure out, okay, first of all, what's the tone? The Venge Keep books are comedic, I like to think. I mean, I, I like to think of them as funny action-adventure type books where the action keeps moving along. So in trying to build that world, I was trying to make it a little lighter. Not, it wasn't very dark. I tried to populate it with, with funny characters. I like to say that, you know, in, in a lot of books you'll find there are two kinds of magic. One, let's, for lack of a better term, let's call it the Harry Potter brand of magic, which is kind of magic for the sake of magic. It's it's waving wands and casting spells. 
and there's no consequence for what happens. You just you just use magic because it's it's sort of a tool. And then there's the kind of magic that you find in fairy tales. It's not just spells and doing whatever you want. There's a price for the magic. There's an exchange that happens. There are things you have to do in order for the magic to happen. It's not just something you can do willy-nilly. And so in a world like the Vengekeep world, where I wanted to keep it light, I've got more of the Harry Potter style magic, where it's, you know, when, when, when magic happens, it's a means to an end, and anybody can do it with some training. There's no, like I said, no real consequence. In the Dreadwillow book, it's more fairy tale magic in that it's a little more subtle. To get the magic to work, you have to give something of yourself. And so when I talk about world building, I try to figure out tonally, especially when I'm talking, you know, a fantasy world, I try to figure out, okay, how, what is my in in terms of the tone? How does, how does this feel to me? And that will help dictate how, how the magic works when there's magic. Um, it'll, it'll dictate the general feel of the characters. You know, Dreadwillow is, is a little, it's, it's odd because when you're introduced to the land in Dreadwill, you're told from the beginning that everybody is very happy all the time. There is no sadness. There is no anger. There's just smiley, happy people. Which sounds bright, but you also get the distinct sense that there's a dark overtone to all this. And that was very deliberate on my part, as no one can be happy all the time. <laughs> that's just, that's, that's dangerous to be happy all the time, I think. So I, I took it into account when, when crafting the world of Dreadwill is that, you know, there, there's something that, there's something to how the world seems the way it is, but readers get the idea, yeah, there's more to it than I'm actually seeing here. The secret of Dreadwillow Kars is the story of two girls. One is a princess whose mother, the queen, is dying. And the princess is about to become the queen. And she's she's just a little girl. And she doesn't know how to be a queen. No one has ever taught her. They, they thought that she would have plenty of time to learn. And then when she became an adult, she would become the queen. But now her mother has gone, gotten very sick. They know the queen is dying. And she's got to learn very quickly how to become a queen. Early in the book... The queen takes the princess, whose name is Janiya, to the tallest tower and asks her to survey the land of the monarchy. And as the princess is doing that, she notices this little black blemish. And her mother says, well, that's Dreadwillow Karse. And ever since Janiya was knee-high to a grasshopper, she's been told, if any monarch enters Dreadwillow Karse, then the monarchy will fall. And she can't process that. She doesn't understand. What do you mean? If this is, if this is all of our land, why can't I go in that one little horrible area? So, of course, as soon as you tell a strong young princess, don't go in there, what's the first thing she wants to do? She wants to go in there. So that gets her on her journey. She's trying to figure out what's going on in Dreadwell Kars. And Kars is, is an old-fashioned Scots word for a bog or a swamp. The other girl is a common girl who lives in a nearby village. Her name is Anne. And as I mentioned, everybody in the monarchy is happy and joyful. But Anne has a secret. She's not. She can feel sadness. She can feel anger. She's figured that when she goes into Dreadwillow Kars, which is nearby where she lives, she can cry all she wants. She can express all her feelings. And because she's afraid if she does that in front of everyone else, they're going to think she's broken because she's not happy all the time. She hides her emotions in, in this swamp that kind of eggs her on and it kind of encourages her to be sad. And then, of course, these two girls cross paths and they, they strike a bargain where 
princess says, I need to know what's in there. Can you go in there and report back to me? I, I need to know why my monarchy would fall if I went in there. And Anne has recently had a loss. Her father has vanished. And so she says, I'll go in there and report back to you what I find, but you have to find my father for me. So that sets them both on their various paths, ultimately trying to figure out what the secret of Dreadwolf Karst is. And I can't tell you that, because that's the whole point of the book. I'm going to read is I mentioned that the the two girls Janiah and Anne meet by chance one night while Janiah is trying to figure out what's in the cars. So the scene I'm going to read here is where she's the princess is first trying to she's she's asked Anne if she'll go into the cars and explore around and so this is where they kind of strike their bargain. Which again, if you if you go back to the idea of fairy tale magic, a lot of it has to do with bargains and deals that are made. And I'll, and I will say that much the the secret has very much to do with a bargain that's made and a deal that was struck a long time ago. The princess removed the clasp on her cloak, a jeweled medallion with bronze and chrome framework shaped like a falcon in flight, and handed it to Anne. The royal crest. If anyone questions you, show them this. It says that you are my emissary and act on behalf of the monarchy. This will give you entry anywhere. Anne held the crest tight to her heart. I'll need some time to prepare, she said. Two days, then I'll go. I'll send letters to the castle and tell you what I find. When I have all the information I need, Janiah said, I'll issue a royal proclamation praising your loyalty and bravery. Your name will be celebrated. I don't want praise, Anne interrupted, or money, or glory. If I do this for you, you must do something for me. Janiah blinked. No one had ever demanded anything from her before. And what's that? The girl regarded her, stone-faced. Return my father to me. Janiah suppressed a smile. So that was why the girl had been so keen to help. Anne didn't want just any reward. There was something she needed in return. Intrigued, the princess said, Tell me more. The two girls spoke for hours, weaving a web of promises and whispers. In no time, they were exchanging stories of their lives and laughing like the oldest of friends. The princess saw a kindred spirit, daring and inquisitive, with the ability to do and feel things no commoner should be able. And Anne saw a girl who would soon be alone in the world. With every hour that passed, another link was added to the bond between them. They could feel it. Before they parted ways, each swore to help the other, and each told the other a lie. If you're interested in reading Brian Ferry's books, you can find them at your local public library or bookstore, or find them at the PCS Library this fall. Here is author Brian Ferry 
and some PCS readers with a few more books you might enjoy. My summer reading recommendations. I've got a, a couple things that I've, that I've been looking at recently that I think are, are great. If you like a, a good, solid, contemporary story, there's Rooting for Rafael Rosales by Curtis Scaletta. Great story, especially if you like baseball. Really, really great friendship in that story. And if you like science fiction like I do, another book that I recently really enjoyed was, uh, it's the first book in a series called Space Runners. Uh, the first book is called The Moon Platoon by Jeremy Kratz. Uh, Jeremy's an amazing writer. He did a great series uh, about uh, supervillains, young supervillains. And so this is the start of something new for him that's, that's set in outer space, and I, and I just absolutely loved it. Hello, I'm Apollo, and the book I would like to recommend is Miss Bixby's Last Day. This book is about a teacher, three students' favorite teacher, Steve, Topher, and Brian. Their favorite teacher, Miss Bixby, gets cancer and is sent to a hospital, and they're going. And she's getting um, sent to a hospital in Boston. So the three of them try to make Miss uh, the best day for Miss Bixby's by getting her 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 favorite things, but not all of them goes well, but that's all I'm going to share because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. So I highly recommend this book because it's full of action-packed adventures and there's this one fighting scene. I hope you read it. Hi, my name is Nack and one of my favorite books is A Dog's Purpose, and the author is W. Bruce Cameron. It's about a dog who is reborn, and it has many lives, and is trying to find his owner in his other lives, and it's very good, and I would recommend it to you. Have you read a good book lately? Tell us about it. Just call 612-568-5355 and leave a message with your recommendation. And you might hear your recommendation in a future episode. Thanks for listening to PCS Reads. Until next time, happy summer, happy reading.